So yeah, so I, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't something horrible. Like, you know, if it was coke, then fine, I can wash it. If it was piss, then that's a bit disgusting. But whatever. <laughs> so I put my hand down the back of my shorts, and then when I pulled my hand out, it was just covered in blood. Yo, sucker, you got a big mouth. Hey everybody, welcome to episode one of the Mr. Baby Podcast. For our first episode, Barrow and I sat down with our friend here in Shanghai, Tim Neesom. And he told us some great stories about usually having one too many and making bad decisions, usually followed by further bad decisions. So uh, without further ado, enjoy the first episode. I think we've started. Have we? I mean, we have Tim here. Just chatting shit. Yeah, and uh, I guess to start off, can you give us a 60-second life story? Okay, 60-second life story. Okay. On the clock. So, uh, right, yeah. They, they, no pressure. Tell, 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 uh, and you're done. <laughs> so, yeah. I was born in a place in the southeast of England called Norwich, which is the football team that I still support. Uh, my parents lived there while, for a while. But my family is from the northeast of England, so I moved back north when I was four, and I've lived in the northeast of England ever since. Oh, but that's where I'm from, apart from my football team. Are you um, really different? Hmm? Are they really different? The north, the northeast, and the southeast. Yeah. Yeah. The south, like Norwich, where I was born, are quite like it's where a lot of the people make jokes about. Like it's sort of the people there are a bit, a bit strange. They had like it's a. South. Yeah. No, this is yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, a typical. I think like most uh, most countries, the north is better than the south. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's like they used to have back in the day. They had this. I think this colony for people who could basically like marry their own sister and stuff like like way back when I, I don't know what it was but that sort that sort of that sort of part of the country had that this is our history regional but history yeah, basically, i'm not from there i was just born there none of my family is from there well actually my, gran- my granddad yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah but she just got engaged so uh so i'm saying norwich yeah like um no no she's not she got no she got, she got engaged to a guy from Man- from manchester we found this great yeah. village near where we used to live yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no everyone's got the same surname um so yeah, it's a, so that that sort of area gets the fun made. Like, like my parents lived in in Canada before they moved back to the UK, and my grandpa, my mum's parents just happened to be living there at the time. So that's where my parents moved back to, and they ended up living there for like fifteen years or something. Mm-hmm. That's where we were all me and my brother and sister were all born. Um, but yeah, from the northeast, um, had a pretty a pretty standard middle class white upbringing, like. To be honest, nothing particularly remarkable. Uh, done a bit of travelling, like I've uh, been around the world a couple of times. I've like, been to been to a few countries. Um, uh, then I went to university, studied French and journalism. Um, then I went after that. I moved to South America to learn Spanish because I wanted to be a to want to, to be a translator. Mm. Um, but then what I realised that I really liked about translation was the English side of it. So I realised I'd just stick with the journalism thing. Mm. Um, Went home after that, couldn't find a job because the, the economy was fucked. So went to China, went and ended up in Shijiazhuang to teach English, like a lot of us do when we first arrive <laughs> in China, like uh, teaching English. I was there for a year, and then I came to Shanghai to see a friend of mine who was living here. 
And while I was here, I met a girl who ended up being my uh, ex-girlfriend. Chinese and, girl? Uh, a, a Colombian girl. Oh. Yeah, like, uh, and um, we, yeah, like, we, I, like my visa was going to expire, so I had to leave. But we stayed in touch, and um, and then I, yeah, I came back to be with her. Lasted, well, wasn't, wasn't. Uh, it was, it was good. It was fine. <laughs> like, uh, but I, I hope was, she doesn't hear this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, um, no, it was, it was good for what it was. And then, uh, but that was kind of like chapter one of Shanghai for me. And mm-hmm. then after that, like, so beginning sort of uh, early 2014, like, because I broke up with her, and so the apartment that we shared, I moved out of. I didn't have a job at the time either, so all of that at the same time. And then, um, yeah, bit by bit, sort of put it back together again, mm-hmm. and uh, and here we are. Like I've been here for five years, yeah. So it's longer than sixty seconds, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like. yeah. When you when you decided to teach English in China, I mean, was that just kind of spin the globe, or? <laughs> well, that's what I was, I was going to ask you about that too. It's like, did you decide China, then just got a job to be here, or did you like, like, be like, I want to travel, and you found that job? <laughs> well. I I tried first of all to go to South Korea like uh, a friend. Uh, of, a friend <laughs> <laughs> people, people, like, you should go Japan. No, okay, uh, South Korea. China all right, was, well tried. And then China was your China. safety country. Well, 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 South Korea wouldn't let me in <laughs> because because uh, of maybe some past discretions that I may have may have committed. Yes, we're coming back to that. We're coming back to that. <laughs> like, before yeah, so basically I've got a criminal record, and the uh, and the and the South Koreans were like, "Nah, you're not. We're not going to have you." So I was like, Ooh. "Like I'd heard that like a, like a few friends of mine have been to, been there before. You can make good money doing it." I didn't really have any ambitions when I was like twenty four, twenty five. Like mm-hmm. I'm a bit more a bit more worldly wise, I guess now. But at the time, I was just kind of like, "Ah, whatever. I'll do whatever." But they wouldn't let me in, so I, next I was like, okay, fuck it, I'll try try China. They didn't ask any questions. <laughs> like, and um, Can you pay for it? Oh, yeah, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Like basically, yeah. And I, yeah, so, um, I don't know, I, I, I thought about moving to one of the big cities, but I just lived in, in Buenos Aires in Argentina, and I was, I was, so I'd have my big city thing for a while. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I just sort of took the first job that came, I was like, I don't, I just didn't care. I was like, so, like, so EF in Shijar drawing offered me a job. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's try that. And uh, that's where I ended up first. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, shit, I don't know. Do you think uh, the transition from English teacher to what you're doing now, do you think having to leave helped with that? Having to leave? Well, you said you had to leave, her, and then you came to Shanghai. Well, after having to leave, shit, I don't Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was just luck, really. I think, yeah. I think it, was, it was just... I guess it was just yeah. I mean, you could say it was meant. Maybe it was meant to be. I don't know. Like, but um, but yeah. I mean, I guess it's a fairly common path that a lot of us, yeah. a lot of like young. Because a lot of people get stuck in teaching. Right. It's like an intro, but then they never but get I, out of it, and it's like twenty years later, they're still teaching English. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I have no real desire to be a teacher for my career <laughs> yeah. ever. I don't. It doesn't. I don't. I, mean, I like working with like with with people. Mm-hmm. But I think teaching doesn't really appeal. It's just the the, the um, what's it like the the environment, the benefits. It's a lot of stress and a lot of work. I think for not an, not an awful lot of yeah. you get a lot of shit, don't you? Basically, you freak, like my mum was a teacher, and uh, and you get a lot like a lot of sacrifice for not yeah. an awful lot of gain. Sometimes like there's a lot of pressure, a lot of a lot of extra work. You have to really enjoy it, <clears throat> basically. So, but I think we're lucky as native English speakers that like, we don't realize how lucky you are just by being born in. 
a native English speaking country, you can just go and uh, and just teach English. I mean, you, yeah. you don't even need to be good. Like, you're, oh, and, I and know. You're, like, yeah, I did like, a nice two and a half month stint yeah, in Japan. Are. Yeah, just did not work out. Yeah, it's just like so you go there and like and uh, yeah, I mean, and and you can, I mean, if you want to, you can you can travel around the world doing that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's an easy it's an easy way to make um, reasonably easy good money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, it's like a pretty consistent demand for it all over the place. Yeah. So yeah, it's okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we need to go back Uh-oh. to we need to go back to your criminal record. Yeah. Okay. So what kind it's, of it's criminal record are we talking about? It's not it quite. Like, it's not quite. Is as it like misdemeanor as, level? Is it like yeah, it's, level? yeah. It's okay. mister. It's misdemeanor level. It's what they call a public order offense. Basically, <laughs> basic, basically, it's being drunk and disorderly. Mm. Like I had a bit of I had a bit of a bad time when I was like when I was about nineteen. Like um went through a bit of like went through a bit of sort of rough rough stuff like uh with my family and, and that and I think guess I was a bit like uh had a bit of steam to to blow mm-hmm. off and I ended up getting into an argument with a police officer um <laughs> which never works out no like it's uh, hard to win though yeah <laughs> right so basically I think I, I think I was drunk like and I was mouthing off to this police officer and um, he was just sort of like a like a power trip guy. Like he just loved mm-hmm. his loved having his power, loved having his you know his his stick. Yeah. And obviously, in the UK, they don't have guns or anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so you can sort of like generally you can mouth off and they won't pull their gun out on you or something. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he just it, like he he was like I mean I I was drunk and I guess when you get in trouble with the police, you you get a bit like you get a lot of adrenaline and I didn't really I just sort of lost my lost my mind yeah. a little bit. Like and I feel like it's one of those things like once you get into it. You're kind of like You're I need best. I need yeah. to get go into this. You can't half-ass <laughs> fighting the, with a cop. But the wrong cop doesn't help. Yeah, like he makes it worse. Like so, he was like, "You need to st- like to, to to stay quiet, and mm-hmm. you need to stop swearing at me." And like, and I was kind of like, I wasn't swearing at him. I was just drunk and like yeah. verbal diarrhea, you know. And I was like, and so so he was like, "If you swear at me one more time, I'm gonna arrest you." Oh, I was like, "Oh shit, sorry." So and he was like, "Okay," pff, like I just said, "Oh shit, sorry," and he threw me against like these the, these like church railings, like a, like a, like the fence of a church, mm-hmm. and like smashed my face against the fucking the fence, mm-hmm. which didn't make me happy either. And then he put the cuffs on me, cut my wrists open with the like with the cuffs that he that he put on, threw me in the back of his of his police car, like um, and then drove. At ninety miles an hour in a thirty mile an hour speed limit, and wouldn't wouldn't give me a seatbelt. So I got to the so I got to the police station, and I was kind of like not very happy. I was like wound up, drunk, obviously like you know just super adrenaline. Like, and I got the impression that the that the lady who did all the all the booking, like mm-hmm. you know like the whatever the receptionist at the police station, she uh, didn't really like this police officer very much. And so like the attitude, he just had a bad attitude. This guy, but mm-hmm. I ended up spending a, spending a night in the cells. Um, just for that. Just for that, yeah. I mean, like, just for like, it's, it's drunk and disorderly, like public yeah. order offence or a POO. As that's the joke I made. It's like, uh, it's a, yeah, like you've basically given me a a poo, like, um, <laughs> which I like. They didn't think it was very funny. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, I spent a night in the cells. But my girlfriend at the time just had no idea where I'd gone. Oh my god! <laughs> I got back the next morning and she's in my bed and I'm she's just like, what the fuck happened to you? Um, and then, uh, and then ironically, like that girlfriend, which she was then my ex-girlfriend, it happened again, like four years later, her, her and I got into a big row in the street because she was, be- <laughs> oh she was a big bitch. <laughs> and, uh, I can't even remember what it was now, but again, the, like the police turned up and her and I are having this row. But it was definitely her fault. <laughs> 
And uh, is she here? Oh no, it was definitely her fault. Yeah. So I told the police officer who came over to. I mean, nice enough guy. Like uh, again, I was wound up. Like um, I got similar, just sort of like anger, anger issues that I later had to sort of had to deal with. Um, and uh, he was like, "Oh, what's going on here?" I was like, "Just you know, fucking leave us alone. Like we're sorting it out." And he didn't really take too kindly to me and me telling him to to, to sort of jog on, you know, like. And, <laughs> um, and it ended up some. I'm not quite, not sure what happened, but I ended up on the floor with him with his foot on my back, hands behind the back, like um, uh, handcuffs on again, chucked in the back of a van. And again, I just lost my shit. Like, and there was there was this big um, this big uh, <laughs> this big story in the news, but let's like, like call the, the the IPCC in the UK. It's the Independent Police Complaints Commission. Mm. They've just been done by the government, I think, for being just for being shit. Like, yeah. they handle like. They're an independent body that handle um, people who have complaints about yeah, yeah, how, the, yeah. how, how the police do things. It's like a civilian, but yeah, basically, like, um, and and if you feel that you've been unfairly treated, you can, you know, make a case with them. And this was quite a big piece of news, so I was just mouthing off at this guy about how like <laughs> the police were so incom- <laughs> incompetent, and like uh, that's why the IPCC. Wait till I talk like, to my IPCC, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, so. That was night. That was like four years after. These they, they are both at university, so I was like nineteen the first time, I think, and maybe twenty-two the second time. Mm-hmm. Like um, looking back on it, it's it it fucking ridiculous. Like, but um, and the thing is, I mean, the thing with the with, with the South Korea thing, for example, I was drunk or like you know, or, or just mm-hmm. like sort of drinking in the street. Whereas in South Korea or or in China, that would I wouldn't even have been arrested for that in a lot of countries. Yeah. you know, like but because it's the UK and we're a bit a bit more sort of uppity about those kind of things then. Yeah, I got arrested. So the, the 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 reason why I couldn't go to South Korea is because I got the same thing twice. I think if I'd done yeah. it once, they would have been like, "Oh, we might let you in." <laughs> um, but I'd done the same thing twice, <laughs> and they were like, uh, "It's it's a bit it's a, it's funny now, but like at the time, it was like fucking idiot." Like, uh, has it ever come like, up? Come back? Like besides nah, that? Like, I mean, like I said, China didn't ask any questions, and I, I think it's I think it's harder now. Or, or, or there are more questions asked to get a visa now. Mm-hmm. Like if you like if you are a sort of twenty five year old kid coming to China now, yeah. I think it's harder than it was five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't ask ask any questions. Like you didn't even like need your visa. Like you got your visa on arrival then. Like well, or, or like you get your visa and then you could just do the changeover thing in the local police station. There was oh, no yeah. need to go back to your home country and that kind of thing back then. So maybe that was just in Chittagong though. Like they just did, you know, it's just like <laughs> under under the table sort of. I don't know, but. But yeah, so that's how I ended up ended up here. And uh, to be honest, yeah, like it, I guess if you know if, if everything happens for a reason, then I, I guess uh, at the time it felt like, oh, well, that sucks. But um, but I guess it worked out okay in the end. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So what was your life like in Shijiazhuang? Do you know what I don't know? I don't know what I did. Like uh, I lost a lot of weight. Well, what kind, I, of, what kind was, of town is it? It's a tier yeah. three, tier four. Like yeah. it's. There's, there was nowhere to buy a draft beer, for example. The only the only bar was like a, a room behind a McDonald's that we just called Mackey's. Mackey's oh, yeah. <laughs> Like and we'd just go to the go to the, the fridge and just pick your own drinks and just like, you know and it was it was a weird place. The only foreigners there were teachers and they were generally pretty weird. Like, um and so I didn't really make I didn't really make a lot of friends there. Um but anyway, I mean, I went to the I went to the gym. The gym was like eight hundred quite a year to go to the gym. So I spent a lot of time in there. I got my money's worth in the, Just in the like, gym. For non Chinese, it's like a little over a hundred. 
Like oh, yeah. 120 bucks for the year. Yeah, like for yeah for a year gym membership, which is, I mean, like about to what I pay here, it's like yeah. <laughs> a, a fifth or a sixth of the price. Um, and uh, yeah, like, I mean, but, and we got paid nothing, you know, like less than $1,000 a month, but they yeah. paid for our accommodation and stuff. And, uh, and um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, you know, it was a good experience. Like, the people were really friendly. It's the most polluted city in the world, apparently now. I, I, I don't... I don't know if it was at the time. I, I don't like my memory of it is not of it being constantly polluted, um, and I think I had a lot more patience with China then as well. I was kind of like everything's amazing. Uh-huh. Like um, I don't really have that anymore. Still, you have the goggles, like, the like yes, yeah, now it's new just adventure kind of like, goggles. Right, yeah, like and and those same things that you think are amazing six years later, they're just like oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so fed up. Well, bit. what are some things like, that really surprised you about Shijiazhuang? Or in China in general. Well, the thing is, you know what? I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know anything about China. Like, I didn't know anything before I came. Like, like, it's a lot more. I mean, China's changed a lot. I think in the last six years, like, it's you know, people are a lot more aware of China. Like, people are still pretty unaware of China. But I think you know, six years ago, I did. I knew, and I consider myself to know a little bit about like the world in general. I knew nothing, nothing about China. So that's kind of why I was quite keen to come. Um, I don't know what what surprised me necessarily. Um, I don't know because I, I just have no expectations. I, honestly, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect at uh-huh. all. Were um, you just like, oh man, they have McDonald's here? Well, not maybe not quite, not quite like like that. But um, I guess a lot of the usual. St- I mean, obviously, like Shanghai is a bit different from Shijiazhuang. You know, like um, I guess stuff that I was surprised at first was like you know, squat toilets and that. But I lived in France, and France has squat toilets, so. Um, and you, you said you were in uh, South America before that, right? I was in South America before, yeah, before I came to China. Yeah. Was it like? I feel like one thing a lot of people when they come here in South Asia as well is like the very chaotic mm. like cities. But were you kind of used to that from? I don't know much about South American cities. A, li- a little like, bit. I mean, like South America can be a bit a bit chaotic, a bit disorganized. Yeah. Like, um, like just occasionally the the the, the the power grid goes off and there's no traffic lights and that kind of thing and everything just kind of goes to shit. Um, and yeah, like in a similar, th- maybe like in Peru, maybe like you'd have like, you know, intersections that didn't have um, lights on them at all yeah. and that kind of stuff and people wouldn't really slow down. They'd just beep their horn and hope that no one was coming yeah. the other way. They somehow, like, it works. It works. It's so organized like, chaos. Yeah. yeah, it's just a bit like, I think, I don't know, like, I, uh, I guess I didn't, I didn't expect China to be, to be, um, to be that organized, I guess, or like I, I think like a lot, yeah, but like you say, like a lot of a lot of Asia, like Southeast Asia, Asia, it's just it's all a, a lot of things are just done on the on the fly, like yeah. you know, like it just there's no particular system, but it just it works somehow somehow it works like, like maybe organized chaos or something like or but um I'm trying to think of what I was really surprised by like uh, I just things that you really like, enjoyed when you first got there that maybe you feel like have worn off. After so many years. Well, yeah, just a yeah, fucking typical jaded, like, uh, you know, like <laughs> miserable, grumpy foreigner, you know, just like, uh, um, uh, I don't know, I think it was just, I was just so, like, when you have no expectations of a place, like, uh, it's hard to, it almost feels like it wasn't really me that, that did that, like, uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, because it, like, 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 I wasn't new entirely to, um, to living in a in a different place, but like, yeah, I just had no expectations from China, so I don't. I just 
there was nothing that surprised me or didn't because I just didn't know what to expect in the first place. Um, I probably can think of some some better ideas that like uh, I'll th- I'll try and think of some sort of some examples like um, I guess I was surprised by when. Like people would come up to you and ask you for a photo. That was like that was a random, yeah, like, sure. random like, like my set because I was having just lived in South America where it's where it's not really. I mean, I, I I didn't find it safe to even carry a wallet. Like I you know I'd carry my cash and my yeah. card, maybe and like no bulge in my in my uh, mm-hmm. in my pocket. So I was quite wary, quite suspicious of people. Like so, whenever I was in Tiananmen Square, actually in my second week in China, we had like a holiday for a week. Yeah, and I went to Beijing for that week. Um, and I went. To, I was in Tiananmen Square, and these people just came up to me and kept asking, asking me for photos. And I was kind of like, "This is a scam!" Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. hands in pockets, like straight away, just sort of like, you know, what do you want? All suspicious and that. And then I realized pretty quickly they were just they were just interested in in a in a foreign in a foreign face. Like, and I was like, "Wow!" Like that was that was quite surprising. I mean, that still happens. It still happens now. Like, uh, yeah. like not in Shanghai, but in yeah, in the more rural areas or in the north, it still happens. Like, uh, people look at you. Like kids would just like wave at you from across the street, like hello, like just yeah. you know, like and so the friendliness I think of people in it wasn't surprising because I didn't expect people to be unfriendly, mm-hmm. but I think the friendliness of the people in in the in the sort of the second, third, fourth tier cities compared to Shanghai, it's I mean it's typical typical big city because syndrome, they, they've right? never it's, seen it, they're not used to it, but it's yeah. also like, like everyone here is everyone here is busy, everyone here is in a hurry, yeah. or everyone here thinks that what they're doing is the most important thing that's ever been done. Yeah. Like, in a, in, a, in a smaller city, it's the same everywhere. I mean, it's the same in, in, in New York, or if you mm-hmm. go to somewhere more, like, somewhere more upstate. Like, if you go to London, or if you go to Hexham, where I'm from, like, you know, like a 9,000 people town in yeah. the north of England. <laughs> it's the same everywhere. Like, it's that big city syndrome, so. Yeah. Um, Have yeah, you ever so, had to do, like, foreigner modeling stuff? No, I, last week I did get I did get asked to go and cover <laughs> and cover. I didn't go. I couldn't go in the end. It was, a, it, was a, it was a bit of a shame. But like I actually really wanted to go. It was in Shenzhen. Like the previous company I, that I worked for here before the, the current one, um, they wanted me to go and cover the opening night of the Shenzhen Classical Music Festival. I guess that's happening now. And, and the opening night, they wanted they basically wanted a foreigner to just <laughs> to just go. Yeah. That, like, yeah. like the organizing company were just like, can I, can you send a foreigner? And they were what like, do you, well, uh, what do you know about classical music? Fuck all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I like it. I like it. It's, I've uh, you know, heard it before. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, and I, honestly, I mean, I would pay to go to, to you know, like, and, and go and watch classical music because it's just a, a nice way to spend an evening. But I know nothing about it. <laughs> so it seemed to me that this job was just like, was just. Can you just go there, please? We'll give you a ticket. We'll pay for your flight. We'll pay for your hotel. We'll give you money, and we'll give you. I'll pay for your expenses. But we just want you to go. And I was like, "Well, is there an interview to do? Like, do you want me to to like write a report?" Or and they were like, like, "No, we're no. looking at you. That's yeah, the yeah, interview." Yeah. I, was like, I was like, "This is this is bizarre." But unfortunately, it fell through in the end. Like, um, I was going to be there last last weekend, but it didn't happen. But yeah, I've seen a bunch of stuff. Like, um, you know, white model needed to for leather jackets or something. And I'm just kind of like. like yeah, I mean that that kind of stuff. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If I was, if, if, if I wasn't busy, but I mean, if you were, if you were, I guess, if you were, I don't know, un- unemployed or freelance or whatever, you could make a good bit of money doing yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, it's, you can like but, find hustles around that. Yeah, like uh, just be a, like you don't even need to know. Like like this one guy, I like I, I used to know. He was like interviewed, and he's and they were just pretending he was the. Actually, it was leather. It was that like, they were pretending he was the CEO or the, maybe the factory owner <laughs> or something of this leather company and all yeah. they had to do was learn a script say it 
and not, and he wasn't even. Yeah. It's just a guy. It's just a guy that I know. I was gonna say I've like, definitely heard like, people who like they go and their company brings them to like business meetings and it's like but I don't know like what we're talking about or can even speak and they're like you just need to be there just be like there. we just so, want a white guy in the room I, with us as like our team I, it's like I find that extremely strange because I mean one thing you I think you get in Shanghai is realize that a lot of people are definitely punching above their weight when it comes to the job they're doing like yeah. um you wouldn't a lot of people I, I think a lot of like speaking as like from the point of view of a you know sort of like young-ish like mm-hmm. um you know, white man, white male. Like I think a lot of people punch above their weight in a lot of ways that they would not be able to do in their own in their own country. Like, um, <laughs> like probably with the girlfriend they have, the job they have. Like, uh, you know, like uh, they would probably probably wouldn't be able to like yeah. to to get what they can get here, which is a, which is a bit strange and like not really the philosophy that I that I go by. I always try and you know, try and try and make it on on merit rather mm-hmm. than just on circumstance. Yeah, uh, change speed a little. You told me uh, you had a story of, I guess, living in South America that you candidly, in passing, very casually said, oh, I have a story where I got stabbed. I don't think yeah. it's a good story, but I, I, can't, I can't say you can say I got stabbed. That's not a good story. I guess it's quite a good story. Well, like, spoiler alert, you survived. Yeah, yeah. It's sorry. ruining for me. Sorry, sorry about that. Like, um, well, apparently you have another good South American story that ne- I won't ruin. Next, next time I'll try and avoid. Uh, I'll try and avoid surviving. <laughs> you, t- you want me to tell us how, how it happened? Like, yeah. So I've been. So I moved to South. I moved to Argentina when I was. I just graduated. Like so, it was two thousand and nine. This would have been September. I'll tell you why I know it was September at the, at the, <laughs> at the end. The punchline is kind of like, uh, like why I know it was September. How old were you? Uh, how old was I then? 20, 24. Like, uh, so I just graduated. Cause I graduated because I did a four-year course, so I graduated a bit late. And I took like a year, a year up between school and mm-hmm. university as well. So like, um, yes, graduated later than maybe the average person. Mm-hmm. So I was in, so I moved to Buenos Aires because I wanted to live in a big city for the first time in my life. Wanted to learn Spanish so that I could so that I could work as a translator, doing French and Spanish. Um, so yeah, like it was big city, Spanish speaking, but not Spain because I've been mm-hmm. to Spain a million times. So mm-hmm. like, so it was basically Santiago in Chile, or it was Buenos Aires in Argentina. So I picked Buenos Aires. Um, so I'd been there for a few months. Actually, I I got there and then I travelled a little bit. I, I did like my English teaching training there. Yeah. Um, and then I travelled for a while because my landlord decided to sell my room to somebody else without telling me. So then, like one day I was just like, I don't have anywhere to live. So I went travelling for a while. Went like went to Chile and Peru, um, and up to uh, what's Chile, Peru, Ecuador, and then came back to Buenos Aires to work. This was this was in September, and I hadn't been there very long, and I was still looking for like for proper jobs. And um, a few of my friends from that, like that I'd met, you know, previously, there were lots of Americans, like, and and, and we went to this bar called El Alamo, like, like, like the Alamo, yeah. like, uh, and it was this bar that I actually ended up later working in. Um, so we went there at twelve midday because the, di- the time difference was something like so. So at twelve midday, there was like English football on. Mm. So we'd start with the English football, and then all the Sunday NFL games would happen after <laughs> that, and it was just like so. Basically, we. We went in there at midday and we left at like 4am and it was just like, it was, and they used to serve these, these jugs. I think, I think it was a four litre jug of beer. It was just, yeah, it was, it was a, it was, yeah, it was, it was a good laugh basically. I mean, it was a fucking joke, but it was a good laugh. And I actually, yeah, like later worked, actually worked in that bar like a few, a few weeks afterwards. So, um, 
It's been in there, like a good friend of mine in ours at the time, he was a big Denver Broncos fan, there was a Broncos game on, so we stayed for that, and then we stayed for something else. And so by 4am, I'm just like, just, it's just hammered, like, uh, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll just, I'll just walk home, like, uh, it's, what, what's the worst that can happen, right? Didn't know the city very well, like, uh, it's a good 45 minute walk or an hour, yeah. And, and <laughs> how and long did you say you had been living there? Not a lot. I mean, I'd I'd been there for six weeks and then left for six weeks and then okay. I'd been back. I'd been back in town for about two or three more weeks after that. So, so I did like a couple months. A couple of months in, in total, yeah. Like, yeah. and uh, so yeah, so I decided to walk home. And, and on the on the walk home, you have to you have to cross what is actually the wi- apparently the widest street in the world. <laughs> like um, it's something like. 20 lanes it's like it's not a highway but it's a very very wide it's yeah. called um it's it's called no de julio like the ninth the ninth of july it's like the independence day yeah. of argentina the ninth of july it's called that like, ninth of july um avenue it's it's massive like so i was walking down the side of this street and i was drunk hungry so I stopped in at, uh, at, the, at like a 24-hour Burger King. That was something that was my, that my first experience of 24-hour fast food was in was in South America, <laughs> and also tw- a, a, like getting uh, McDonald's deliveries and stuff. I'd never seen that before either. Yeah. Like, uh, so went into this Burger King at like four four thirty a.m. Got my got my food, walked out, and then as I came out, like this bunch of kids came out of a side alley. I just started like trying to get in my like I mean kids like 12, 11 yeah. years old, like you know, but there was about six of them. And they started, you know, like getting in my pockets and stuff, trying to like, like steal my wallet, steal my phone, just you know, steal whatever I had basically. Yeah. Um, and there was there was small, so I sort of pushed them off, and you know, like, and it was all right. Then they started getting a bit more annoying. So I was gonna say, when they like, do that, do they try to like at first act very like we're just kids? Yeah, or they, like yeah. attacking you. The, I mean, it's kind of like it's attacking, kind of, but it's not. It's more that they're just a pest. Yeah. Like uh, they're, they're trying to distract you so they can pick yeah. your pockets. Basically, they're not trying to like to, to hurt you. They're not like think. jumping you. Or but they but they're fearless, man. Like these these yeah. kids are fearless. That they that they know that no one can get them. Like if they do stuff, like they're just they're too young. Yeah. And they and they're impossible to find. They come from the you know from the from the vichas mm-hmm. like um the slums like yeah. uh, outside the city. Like they probably don't have any. I don't know. Any, well, I don't know. Like they kids who are like. Out and about at four in the morning. They've got nothing to lose. Like, yeah. So they just don't care. So they're in my so they're in my pockets, like just all getting up in my shit. Like and um, so I had my burger in my, in my hand. I was just like threw it. I was just like, I lost, <laughs> I lost, I lost, I lost my time for it. I threw my I threw my burger, and it was it was just so it was perfect. Like the, it was so graceful. Like <laughs> as I threw the burger, like the the top part of the bun came off, and the and the burger. Like the actual meat and the sauce and the onions just splattered this kid straight in the straight in the face. Like and like and that's when that's when like that's when it got that's when it got shit stopped, yeah, like shit shit got real yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, after after that. So this kid had to, I remember seeing this kid, the last thing I really remember was this kid just had ketchup and onions on his face. Like and it was just like <laughs> just like a cartoon it, 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 it slides down slowly. It, it was perfect. Like it, it could but, but then it, then it, then obviously shit shit like I also had my coke and I threw my coke and I think my coke <laughs> hit one of the kids as well. Like um but then then I just then they just started then they attacked me, started attacking me after that. They they got they got pissed off. <laughs> and and then like someone like had a like one of the kids had like a um a glass bottle and he threw it at me like and it just like it sort of clipped my head and hit the hit, hit the wall next to me and smashed like and sprayed like glass all over me 
and then they just started kicking and punching me like and I was like okay this is getting a bit out of hand now I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna run so they were small enough like I said to like to push away yeah. and, I, and I just ran and so I ran around the corner like a couple of blocks and they didn't follow me like um, but I hid in this underground um, car park you know for for just about 10 minutes or so I just get my breath back yeah. adrenaline just you know obviously just yeah. like racing um and then I realised that on my back I was like I was like really wet, like um like, like, like my sh- like my shorts, yeah. the back of my shorts. And I was kind of oh what's you know what's that? Like maybe I'd been splashed by the coat yeah. that I'd thrown or something. Like or maybe I don't know one of the kids had fucking thrown a bottle of piss at me or something. Like which does happen. Like and that is one of the ways I have had piss thrown at me before in when I was living in uh, <laughs> again a very casual. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah, no, that's um, you know, don't you hate when that happens. <laughs> That was, a, that was a football game, though. Like, this, this, uh, is like, like, this is like when you like Shanghai stories or like China stories that you're like, if you tell people at home, they're like, what the fuck? And yes. then tell people here and they're like, yeah, that happened to me on Tuesday. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> it's like, this, yeah, everyone's gotten pissed thrown at them. Is, yeah, you know, just, just a daily, daily thing. So yeah, so I, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't something horrible. Like, right. you know, if it was coke, then fine, I can wash it. If it was pissed, then that's a bit disgusting. But whatever. <laughs> So I put my hand down the back of my shorts, and then when I pulled my hand out, it was just covered in blood. I was like, like there was like my my entire hand was red. Like there was so much blood that the, the blood was trickling down my forearm yeah. and like in and like and off <laughs> my el- off my elbow and like uh, there was a pool of blood on the on the on the floor of this of this car park. And I was like, oh shit! Like I don't know, I don't know what I don't know, I don't know, I didn't know what had happened really. But I was like, this is not this is not good. Um, but I mean, I was still, I was still alive, and I was still like conscious. And obviously, like I, I, I'd sobered up quite a lot by this point, because obviously, <laughs> as you would. Um, so I went, uh, I went home, like, uh, and because it's Argentina, like people just don't really, they just don't sleep at normal times. Like, I mean, yeah. it was like Sunday, Sunday night, so early Monday morning, like four a.m. And there's a full-on party going on in, in, in the house that I'm that I live in. Like I lived in a, like in an apartment with like nine other people, and and so I walk in there, and and they're st- and they're just all awake at four or five a.m. And I walk in, and one of the guys sees me, and he just looks at me, and he sees the blood, and he just passes out straight, on, just flat, <laughs> flat, flat on the on the on the living room floor, like just flat out. And I was, I was like, "The fuck are you passed out for? I'm the one who just got fucking stabbed." Like, did uh, you realize so, you were stabbed? At no, this point? well, I didn't at the time. I think what what I did what I did was I, obviously I took my clo- I took my clothes off, yeah. and I saw that there was a, a like a, 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 a like a blade shaped hole no. through my t-shirt through my belt through my shorts through my boxes and then it went into me so it went through a good maybe like centimeter or so of like maybe two centimeters yeah. of material before it hit me and it's still sort of and like like so i sort of you know got got in there cleaned myself up a little bit and the, and the wound was actually pretty small like um, yeah. it was probably just a just a pen knife or something but i was still like fuck i just got fucking stabbed like so someone by called by a twelve-year-old. Yeah. Could you feel it's it like, at all, or your adrenaline was just so no, high? That, I, had, like, I had no idea. You're still like, just like oh, just... no idea. Like it, did, it didn't hurt till the next day. Like, yeah. but so, so someone called an ambulance. Like, uh, and I had a thing about ambulances at the time. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't like hospitals or ambulances mm-hmm. or like. I mean, no one does. I guess. Yeah. Like, so I told the ambulance to go away. I mean, it turned up. I was like, go away. I don't. I don't want to go to hospital. I don't need an ambulance. Whatever. Yeah. So I just, I just went to bed. Like um, I just cleaned myself up a little bit. Went to went to. But I had some. I had some like some of the gauze and like the bandage strapping mm-hmm. from a previous injury that I'd had not that long before. Um, different. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got. I got shot. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't quite. It wasn't quite as sexy as this. As, as that. Um, so yeah. So I just sort of like 
patched it up a little bit, went to sleep, woke up, and then I was like, oh, oh, like, ow, like, <laughs> that was bad, that was bad. So I met, like, I met a friend, like, the, like, like the next day, and he, and, and, and he was dating a girl at the time, and she had good health insurance that meant that her family and friends could also get, like, uh, get, or something like that. Yeah. Maybe, she, maybe she lied just to get me to go Save to hospital. Or something. something like that, yeah. <clears throat> and um, so I went to hospital, and they were like, you should have come yesterday. Like uh, you've been, you've been stabbed. <laughs> you've been stabbed. Yesterday, But obviously, it was. Good, found it. it was this big hole in your back. Yeah, it's like it's, and it's still it's still leaking. I'm not it's quite sure. It's still leaking. Um, and uh, yeah, so so they said that it, like, like it, it, it was too late to um to put stitches in because I'd, it'd been like 12 hours apparently, mm-hmm. and the wound had already started to heal itself, yeah. and for some reason you can't put stitches in. Um, so yeah, so they just gave me some more, some more gauze and bandages and some dis and some of that, um, you know, like, uh, disinfectant stuff just to keep it, keep it clean and more like, and was like, yeah, just, it'll, it'll heal. Just, um, you know, like just, just be careful in future, like take, <laughs> take the bus, you know, like, which I actually, I, I, never, I never, I never, I never, I never walked home again, funnily, yeah. funnily enough. And I'm prescription, sure. take the bus. And, yeah. and the funniest, well, not the funniest part, but like, but one extra little piece of irony was that that day was actually International World Peace Day, which is September the 25th, which is how I know, it's how I know, uh, it's my granddad's birthday and it's how I know. That what day it was? It was International <laughs> World Peace Day. That some little fucking twelve-year-old they didn't stab, get the memo. Stabbed me in the back. Yeah. Happy so, birthday, uh, girl. Yeah, happy <laughs> birthday, granddad. I just got stabbed. I don't. I don't think I told my family for maybe four or five years. You told them? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's definitely like, like a story. That's like that you bring up like eight years really later. Like, like, oh, never long, told you that. It's a long. Oh. It's a long time later. Yeah, yeah. like not, not till you at least have left Buenos Aires. Yeah, it's like. But I mean, I mean, you live and well. Luckily, I lived. And and you learn like no. uh, don't carry, don't carry things that well. And then I well, I guess I didn't learn because I because I got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, there's only so much you can do. I mean, if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna get robbed, you're gonna get robbed. Um, but that was in Brazil though, not in, mm-hmm. not, in not in not again in Argentina. Um, and I didn't like I had no bother after that. Like like no no more trouble. Like took the bus, didn't walk alone, and I didn't get you yeah. know didn't walk drunk and stuff. And I took taxis and that kind of thing and. Uh, yeah, like learnt my learnt my lesson yeah. the uh, the hard way, and like I say, I ended up going and working in that bar that I spent that uh, that whole time in. Um, it used to work from like eight p.m. until five a.m. We used to get wrecked like at work, and then yeah. it was yeah, and like I couldn't I could have lived there for like I lived there for like six months, and it was just like, I was I was ruined after six months. <laughs> like, it was just, like, I need to get out of here. Like uh, the lifestyle was killing me. Like, I lived there for six months. I remember about two of them. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> if that. So I also want to ask you. It was it also in Buenos Aires your cat story? No, that was in Australia. Oh, Australia. like uh, yeah, Didn't like, see that coming. yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that was when. So when I finished school, when I was like eighteen, I started to go traveling. Like, my, like I said before, my parents lived in Canada for a while, so we mm-hmm. still have like uh, like family friends. And at that time, family, I had a I had an auntie who was like who was, she she died a few years ago, which was like one hundred and ten or something like or, no one hundred and three or four. I mean, she was old. Yeah. Like, she was old when I first met her when I was 10 years old and she was really old when I met her the same yeah. time. <laughs> like, um, and she lived in like northern Canada up in the like minus 50 degrees parts of Canada. It was, it was quite an experience. Um, so I went there first for a couple of months just to hang out because I was just a, just a kid, like 18. I had no idea what I was doing. Like, um, but learn as, you know, as you go. I went to met, met a bunch <clears throat> of my friends from school in, uh, in Australia. Um, so yeah, this is like, February two thousand and 
2004. Yeah, 2004. Um, and so we travelled up the East Coast for like a few months together. All of us ran out of money. <laughs> Absolutely all of us. So I decided to get a job. Some of them decided to go home. Um, yeah, like I just, so I just sort of, so I went to this, I used my last, like my last dollar, well, I borrowed some money basically. I just didn't want to go home. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I borrowed some money. Um, and uh, like from my parents and uh, went and did this like training course, like in the middle of nowhere, Queensland, like how to basically farm training. So how mm. to do, how to do stuff like uh, you know, basic tree surgery, fence building, like cattle, like cattle mustering, you know, like yeah. gathering up cattle, horse riding, motorbike riding, like general farm, farm hand stuff. Like uh, they, I paid to do that. <laughs> and then, and then they, um, I've heard of those they, programs where it's just like almost farm exchange like you pay them a little yeah, yeah. well like our I mean, family feed, friend runs a, like, runs a mustang camp so you go and you learn how to train wild mustangs but obviously the benefit for you is that you get to train wild mustangs yeah it's great, i mean it's, it's not as glamorous as tree surgery but right. i mean not it's not fun. trees basically it's just like how to chop down a tree safely and i can't really remember how to do it <laughs> it's like uh, it's the way that you like the angle that you yeah. chop from and that kind of thing and the kind of tree that you chop so we did a lot of stuff like that, and it was it was it was fine. Like um, it was great, and then they find you a job. Like they there's like a I guess like a jobs board, a jobs posting yeah. somewhere, and they find you a job um, to become um, a drifter. But like to become a like a, I'm not sure what the word like a like farm yeah farm, farm hand, like yeah like okay. going to a cattle a cattle run because obviously in in mm-hmm. but I guess it's the same in the US and Australia like in like in the UK a farm is 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 you know tiny compared to what it is in the US mm-hmm. like these are these are like cattle stations they're, yeah. they're massive like mm-hmm. you know like yeah. hundreds of kilometers yeah, it's, yeah. It like um, like each fence and that kind of thing you know, these are just enormous places so I got offered a, like I wanted to go to the desert because uh, um, I hadn't been there yet and that was next on my on my trip anyway so I was like okay well you know send me over there so I get like I get in the right direction so I got this. I got this job, like about a four-hour drive south of Alice Springs. So like Alice Springs is more, actually this place is more or less the dead center of uh, of Australia. It's like the very very far north of South Australia, like uh, middle of absolutely fucking nowhere. <laughs> like the nearest the nearest petrol station, like gas station, was like a hundred kilometers away, and that was all there was there was a gas station, and then there was like the, the nearest town was. Yeah, Alice Springs, which is not much of a town. Yeah, like four hours drive away. Like it was absolutely that middle of nowhere. Doesn't even really doesn't even really describe it. Like and the, like obviously the the whole the whole like the ground is completely like rust orange color. It's yeah. just it's so dry. It's like nothing I'd ever seen before in my in, in my life. It's the outback. It's the it's the it's <laughs> the epitome of yeah. the, of the outback. So I went there and I did a bunch of like, you know, like just, yeah, fence, fence, but I was basically just a, just a slave, like worked like 12 hours a day, seven days a week. They gave me somewhere to sleep, which was, which was a shipping crate, like with a bed in it. So at night it was absolutely fucking freezing in there. Like, and then in the, yeah. in the, in the morning it was absolutely boiling. So I'd go to bed wearing all of my clothes and wake up just absolutely <laughs> dripping in sweat. Like honestly this, in this, it, in the month that I was there, I lost about 15 kilos. Oh my like, gosh. Uh, Honestly, I like I, I saw myself in the in the mirror when I got back, and it was like that you know that like, like Christian Bale in the Machinist. <laughs> he looks, he looks at himself in the mirror, and he's just like wasted away. I, I <laughs> just bone. Yeah, but like, but I, I I was a bit of a sort of chunky kid, so I needed to lose a bit of weight. Yeah. Like, and so I looked a bit better actually. And then it's the best um, way to lost planets live in the outback. Just live in the outback. Yeah, 
Honestly, but I didn't. I, in a crate. Like, I didn't, <laughs> in a shipping crate. With, and there were just porn mags, like porno magazines everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. It was such a... Honestly, it was like, a filthy crate. I wonder, I wonder if... Who I lived if, in this crate before I, I wonder. I wonder if the people... If, like... In, on the off chance, I wonder if people. I, I could tell you so a bunch of stories. So, was it just porn mags? It was people. used porn mags? No, they weren't. I don't, know, I don't know if they were used. I mean, I guess every porn <laughs> mag is technically used. It's like, we bought you a nice bash of fresh they porn mags yeah. for your they were, crate. They weren't for me, they were just sort of scattered around the whole. <laughs> every building on the farm had just had porn in it. That's just like, what the fuck is this? Like, um. So one, so one day, who, who were like the people running the farm? Well, there was like some guy, like an old man, and his son ran it. Like he, he like the the old man lived there, and he yeah. did a bunch of like mechanic stuff in his in his in his big shed. And his son ran it, and his and there was his wife, and they had a, a little like a baby who I guess now would be like 50, a fifteen year old kid now, yeah. like or yeah, probably like um, which is a, quite a weird thought. I wonder how he's getting on. Um, and um, and there was a nanny who took care of the kid, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it. Like there was just there was, and it was like a, yeah, like fifty fifty kilometer by fifty kilometer yeah. like fence. It was massive, like a huge a huge place. Um, and they were they were they were definitely um, interesting people, <laughs> put it that way. Like uh, yeah, um, so they would feed let, they'd feed me. They would they'd give me so much to sleep. I'd work for them, but they'd pay me a bit of a salary, like like a small salary as well. Not very much, but you know. I wasn't. Sp- I didn't spend a single cent. Nothing like when I was there. Yeah, there was nothing to buy. Um, didn't drink for a, for a month. Either. Well, I actually drank once, and then, went, and then when I drank, I got hammered, and they made me drive, which was quite, which was quite funny. They were like, someone has to go and buy. It has to go and get more booze, which was in a different warehouse. And um, yeah, so I, like I was the least it's hammered, and I was absolutely warehouse. smashed. So they just sent, they sent me in. The, they sent me in to, to like drink drink driving around, which I guess is not illegal in it. On a private it's like on their ranch. property. Yeah, yeah it's like, it was. I was so drunk though. It's like, don't worry, like, we own these roads. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's totally illegal. Um, so one day, we, like part of our job was to go, we had to go and check all the all the all the like the dams, like so that they like like if they were or the, not, not dams, but like the, 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 the like watering holes where the cattle mm-hmm. would drink from, and if they were if they were getting too low, we had to like turn on the the bore, they the, the water bore, and like um, make the. The, like pump more water into the uh, into the into the into the watering mm-hmm. hole so the cattle could 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 drink. So they were like man-made. I, I guess they must have been. Yeah, like I, I don't quite know how they how they're made, but that's where the cattle basically drinks yeah. drinks from. Um, so one day we're driving like da- like the main highway from Darwin to Adelaide, like the um, the Stuart Highway, I think it's called, like the like the, the road from north <laughs> to South Australia, like cut through the middle of this of this ranch. Um, and so we're driving down the down the road one day, and I'm I'm in this little Suzuki behind my boss, who's in front of me. And then he just he slams his brakes on so hard, like we're just, like, like we're going over a small bridge. He slams his brakes on so hard that I, I almost smashed into the back of it. I had to like swerve out out, yeah. out of the way onto the wrong side of the road. <laughs> but luckily there was nothing coming because it's the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, um, and then I was just like, what you know, what's going on? And he gets gets out of his of his of his of his little jeep, and he picks up a shovel from the back of the jeep, and I see him walking towards like there's like a like a like a small cat like um it looked just like any it, I, I I was certain it was just one of the house cats like a normal house cat and so I'm like oh like I, I, like one of the house cats has somehow managed to escape and got all you know ten kilometers down the down the way and it's like you know lost and we're gonna pick it up put it back in the truck and we'll take it home nah that's not that's not what <laughs> happened he got the shovel and he smashed the cat in the face with this with this shovel like. 
and the cat just like was like it, it sort of it was obviously not a house cat because like um once it was hit it sort of like started to like hiss and like it was probably like a wild it looked exactly the same as a as a as a normal cat but it was obviously a wild cat like it looked evil when it sort of like hissed and stuff like I later found out that like they have to kill them because they carry disease. Those that, 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 like they're, like they're feral the cats, mm-hmm. and if they bite one of the cattle, they can cattle. kill the cattle, and that's like thousands of dollars that they've lost. So, uh-huh. but at first, to me, it was just a house cat. It looked yeah. exactly <laughs> the same as a house cat. Were you still in, like, were you still in the car? No, I, I I think I, I I'm not sure if I was in the car, or if I got out of the car, or or what. <laughs> but like I saw him smash this cat in the face with this with this <laughs> with this shovel. And the cat like fell off the bridge into one of those like dry river beds. Like it fell quite a long way, and it broke its legs. Like it broke all its legs, and it was, or at least a couple of its legs. And it was basically it was absolutely fucked. And I was like, I was just absolutely, just, I was just horrified. I was like, this is all in the space of like maybe thirty seconds, or I just like some this guy has just smashed a house cat in the face, and now it's fallen down into the riverbed and it's broken all its legs. And we left it there. Like it was still alive, but it was just miserably oh. miserably alive and I'm, I was like what the like and obviously the guy I was working with was a bit of a strange fella he didn't tell me what what was going on and I didn't find out until later what actually, <laughs> what actually happened so we go off how and did that a, come up I mean were you just like, I, was, I think what happened back there I think his wife told me about oh, it like, wow. and he at dinner maybe he was just kind of like basically I think like he told me to shut up and just not ask any questions nice nice fella <laughs> and um, and uh, his wife basically explained she wasn't that much nicer, to be honest, <laughs> but she explained what what it was, and I was like, just like you know, absolutely, just I was I was, uh, yeah, just in just in bits. Yeah. Um and um and so we went off and did our day's work, and maybe like eight hours later we come back up, up the other side of the road, and we and we stop on the bridge again, and we check, and the cat is still there, like it's still it's it's managed to drag itself like into the shade of like this cactus not not a cactus but like a one of those dry bush mm-hmm. trees they have in the in the desert and it's just basically lying there dying like um and uh i'm like ugh, like it's it was just it was just miserable i mean I, like i know it was a, like a wild feral cat but it didn't look like one mm-hmm. so he gets out of the he gets out of, <laughs> out of the truck gets grabs his shotgun walks down the side of the bridge down the bank cocks his shotgun and just blasts the cat in the face like uh, just shoots the cat's head off and I was just like bear in mind I still didn't know at this time what, <laughs> like what why he was doing why he was what doing this, this. Cat is. like I knew that it wasn't a normal house cat because yeah. of, of the way it hissed but I didn't know what the fuck was going on and then there was just this exploded cat like uh, <laughs> this it's sadistic blood, blood bones guts God. and I was just like I was just like what what the fuck? What the fuck is this? And then we just—he didn't say anything. He just got back in his truck, and we drove off, and we went and had, <laughs> we went and had dinner. And I was just like, honestly, when I was—well, I've never forgotten it. I've never forgotten that. Uh, that, that Did you that, eat afterwards? Yeah, I mean, I was hungry, like, uh, but, but, oh yeah, like it, it was, yeah, it was, it was. Honestly, like I was gonna say, I, when I was a little, when I was little, I saw a cat get hit by a car, and I can still picture it like perfectly. I can't even imagine that as like, no, you will never forget that. The way he cocked it and just, and just. <laughs> I mean, it begs the question: Why would it have done that like, in the first place <laughs> yeah, rather than letting yeah. it drag itself? Well, I think I guess, I guess what must have happened was I'm, I'm not sure if it had happened, but what must have happened somewhere is 
like one of the cattle, either from like his cattle or like a neighbor's cattle, probably had had been like infected yeah. by these cats. And they and oh. they hate, they also hate kangaroos. Like they would actively encourage you to try and hit kangaroos if you if you can. Like um, hit them with what? With your with your with truck. Your car. Yeah, like they're very aggressive, right? Well, I mean, and and they fuck shit up, man. Like yeah. like they so like. Uh, Part of my job was to build barbed wire fences. Like we used to try and like you know, to, to sort mm-hmm. of like separate the cattle from me, or, or to you know to sort of get it in the place we wanted it to go. Not be used to there being a fence there. Mm-hmm. They would just try and go the same way they'd normally go, and they would just jump jump through the fence. Uh-huh. And often they would just like get stuck in the fence, and there'd be like kangaroo blood oh. everywhere, like and fur. And one time there was a kangaroo stuck in like wrapped in and like a, like a scared like bleeding injured kangaroo you don't want to you don't want to fucking mess mess with that so we had to like basically somehow untap like untangle this kangaroo from this barbed wire fence that it had knocked down it'd been struggling around uh-huh it got it got like wrapped up in the barbed wire which obviously was making it worse it right. was panicked it was it, like, it was scared and it was and it was hurt we had to like approach it and basically like with just sort of like sticks and things and like we had this like it's weird like um we put sort of uh, like wire cutters on like a on like a stick, and we just had, like sort of had to like try and cut the and basically just hope that if we cut it, when the kangaroo got loose, it didn't come at us. Because if it did, we would probably get we probably would have been yeah. killed. Yeah. Like, um, and luckily we managed to like unclip it and basically I mean it wrecked, it wrecked the fence that we spent the whole day building and it like the, the day before, but it just sort of like spun around and just sort of like bounced off like into the. I mean, it, I think it was probably okay in the end. Like mm-hmm. uh, it was bleeding. But it just bounced off into the distance and like uh, left us with this it? mess. Like probably, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm not sure how big a full-grown kangaroo, but but, but the, like it was, it was an adult, an adult kangaroo. Like mm. um, yeah, and they they will they'll hurt they, they hurt like if they if they kick you if they if they get you they'll like they'll they'll probably kill a person mm-hmm. I guess. Like, yeah. So that was yeah that was like. I feel so like I have no reference point for what animals are like. In Australia, I, I no, equate I them often to Pokemon, you know, like in your Pokedex, it says it's, you know, X meters tall, right? Yeah. But you have no idea where that is. Yeah, a kangaroo's yeah. probably about two meters tall, yeah. like probably, what's that, like seven feet? Like, or would be a bit less oh, than yeah, seven feet. Yeah. Like, a, like a, a full grown male kangaroo, mm-hmm. I think it's like seven feet Especially tall. if they stand like up on yeah. their legs, because yeah. they can like hide And, up, and like, they attack by kicking yeah. them as well, like, so um, like, I remember they're dangerous. Like, Australian woman told me. Um, wombats are about knee high and she was like they are vicious like oh, they will yeah, take you out at the knees and I was like but what everything is, is vicious it's just got its own ecosystem when it comes up everything there will just will just <laughs> beat the shit out of you like it'll, no, no, it'll like, bite you that, like, tiny spiders and that you know that just, viral the... video that came out last year that was like the kangaroo like knocking at that guy's glass oh. and he just had these gigantic claws and it's like god damn it these animals yeah. are so scary yeah like you see the one. Like, where, I didn't realize they had claws. The one, the one quite recently where that guy punched a kangaroo in the face. Ah, I saw see it. Yeah, like the it kangaroo, was like attacking his dog. Like the kangaroo had his dog in like a headlock, and like and so the guy just ran up to the kangaroo and just like you would punch a man, <laughs> just punched this kangaroo square in the face. It worked. The kangaroo was like proper shocked and like, was like yeah. what the fuck just happened, and then uh, let go of the dog. The dog escaped, and the and the, and the kangaroo just did, just didn't do anything. No. It didn't attack the guy. The guy just wasn't thinking. He just ran over, smacked the kangaroo in the face, and then, <laughs> I think they always and say that was like, it. like it's... 
it's like mountain lions and like these kind of big cat animals it's like or bears it's like don't run like open your coat and yell a lot to look big and <laughs> yeah, it's like that sounds like one of those like easier said than done. Right. Like it also sounds like the worst thing to do. Yeah, right? like, like I don't know. I might take my chances with running because yes. like <laughs> basically it's like you're calling a bear's bluff, and it's just like this is not gonna work. <laughs> it probably is the right thing to do, but if you're thinking straight when you're oh, yeah. faced with a mountain lion or a grizzly bear or something, like that's the like you punch a shark in the eye or like punch him in the nose. Yeah, yeah, way. it's like all right. Well, when yeah. you come face to face with a shark, we'll see if that goes through your head of like all right, I'm gonna punch him in the nose yeah, and right. swim away. It's, that guy, did it, like, there was a guy, a surfer, who did that. Like, he managed to escape from a shark by punching <laughs> a shark in the head. Mm-hmm. And it's in the shape worked. Like, uh, so, maybe there's method to the madness. <laughs> I don't know. Was... Before we wrap up, All right. I want you to tell the infamous story of you guys going to North Korean restaurant oh, here okay. in oh, China. Do we, have, do, we have, do we have time? Yeah. Like, this is the first day we met. Yeah, like, <laughs> I've been waiting for this story. Am I telling the story? Yeah, yeah. Right, you are. Story. Um... So, this would have been like, what, three years ago? Two years ago? Mm-hmm. How long ago was it? When was it? Before I got into it, I would say that. Before you got into it. Before year it was. Yeah. Like, so, Henry, I think Henry had been to this, um, to this, uh, I'm not sure if he'd been or if he'd, or if his, because Henry's parents sometimes, mm-hmm. I think his dad lives in Shanghai, but like, I, sometimes, or not, maybe not always. Mm. I don't know if Henry had been... <laughs> Or or if he'd his dad had been or something like that, and he was like, it's you know, it's it's it sounds it sounds interesting. You should like you should check it out. Yeah. So we went on a Saturday. Like there was. Oh wait, can ten. I can I preface this story? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, I had never met you before. We had mutual friends. Yeah. And I think after this night happened, I didn't speak to you for a long, long time. <laughs> For a variety of reasons, yeah. I'm sure. Okay, uh, um... It wasn't entirely my fault, which we'll get, which we'll get <laughs> to. Okay, yeah. We'll get to it in a um, This was the first North Korean restaurant that I had ever heard of. Uh, I had uh, seen articles about them in other countries in Asia, most notably in Cambodia, where some waitress got caught trying to escape. Like, they had shipped her over there to perform and whatever else, and then she tried to break out. Their, their restaurants are, like, embassies where it's like, this is North Korean soil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, like, one of their only ways to share culture. And share money. Yes. Across borders. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, that's the rumor. Just a side note that yeah. all these random North Korean businesses are, like, money laundering. Yeah. Founders. I will also say that the Saturday that we went was Valentine's Day. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. Wow. Ah, I didn't know okay. That. Right. I suppose I didn't have a date. Like, uh, <laughs> well, it also was, uh, did not reflect well on Henry's behavior, I will say that. On, on, Henry, on Henry's Please continue. Well, I'm not sure it reflected well on anybody's behavior, to be honest. <laughs> it was an absolute fucking shambles. But, um... So yeah, so the so the the restaurants out in Pudong, which for people who are not familiar with Shanghai, is basically the other side of the world. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we decided, like Logan decided, that all right, like let, let, let's take the this, the metro, but it's a long trip, so we yeah. need to get like a bunch of beers for the you know for the for the trip. But, so we got on on the, on the metro, like no one drinks on the metro. Like I've never <laughs> yeah. seen anyone really doing it before, but so this. Yeah, eight eight foreigners get on the on the metro. We crack open these beers. We've got about twenty beers between us. And it's like <laughs> half an hour later, like less than one beer later, we've arrived at the at the at the station. So we're like, 
we just got all these other beers, so we're just like, fuck it, let's just, you know, let's just drink them as fast as possible before we go. The last thing you need before a North Korean restaurant is extra booze <laughs> before, you, before you've been. So we had all these all these road beers before, the we, before we got there. The inside for those yeah, who've yeah. never been. Don't drink, like, on the, don't drink on the way, honestly. Like, you, you'll... Yeah. Um, so we got there, and it's it's in this hotel, I think. It was, it was in a hotel, and... Um, and we arrived and we sat down and it was, you know, like just a pretty typical looking, like maybe Chinese style restaurant. Like, uh, Except that you're greeted furniture. by this uh, hostess in traditional Korean garb. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot, I forgot about that. I forgot a lot of this. A lot of this. Uh, <laughs> the lot beginning of part kind of blends to you. Yeah, yeah. The finale is really <laughs> the highlight. Anyway, yeah. continue. Sorry. So, um,. So we sat, so we sat down. And there was what, like nine of us, and we, yeah, like, uh, and we, and we sat at the table, and um, and they, and they bring you food. Like you order your food. It's pretty expensive. They bring you these big beers, and they all this soju. The soju, honestly, I don't, I don't know what they put in it, but like, it's, it's not normal soju. <laughs> um, so, and then they have this like this this big show, like like a, a band. It's all girls as well. There's there's not a single like man in in, in the whole in the whole place, like. Not a single guy, and all these hostesses and stuff, and they and the sets so of the same waitresses are also the performers, and they they play a bunch of instruments and they do all these all these song and dance routines, and it's kind of like it's really surreal. Like like we have to go again, but like honestly, we really we, we really really should. Like um, it's it's really really surreal. So the wrench is gets, that there's a very strict no photo no video policy and yet we have loads of photos and loads of videos <laughs> of course I mean that was like also, you really feel like think, you've like conquered North Korean government by like taking yeah. this photo it's like this is as close as we'll get I think I think Beryl had all the had, like was just silently taking all of the yeah. photos and we were trying we were like going and they were like no 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 while you in the background oh my were just God. taking I was like I had place. it underneath the yeah. top of my chair like this and then waitresses would come by and tell all of you to stop taking photos yes. and I just sit there yes. like, just quiet as filming the whole thing. well you also told me ahead of time I don't know how true it was that uh, somebody warned you if they ask that you're not American oh yeah I don't know if that was true maybe probably not. I can't imagine who had the forethought to tell us <laughs> anyway well, the only Americans in our group were you and Henry, like sort of like like and Chinese Logan. Americans. Ah, Logan. Uh, Logan as well. Yeah, she's definitely not Chinese. <laughs> um, but like, um, so anyway, yeah. So we sat we sat down and uh, and yeah, we had a bunch of beers, and, like a lot to, a lot of food. The food I thought the food was good, but everyone else thought it wasn't that good. I guess like, uh, maybe I don't remember. How, oh, good the, yeah. how good the food Certainly, was. Certainly, yeah, it wasn't anything to write home about. Right. Yeah. I wasn't going for the food. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what I was going for. Like. Uh, <laughs> Um, I remember being a lot of sushi. This is as close as I'll get to North Korea. Yeah, yeah, basically. Like, um, like I remember a lot of it being not really like hearty food. It wasn't like a ton of. It was quite typical sort of Chinese style. Yeah, because I definitely thought we weren't eating enough for how much we were drinking. God, yeah, but like, so these they served like beers in these big like these big mugs, these big beer mugs. They were great. The beer was actually pretty good, and the soju as well. Like we had a bunch of soju and. And obviously, after a few hours, we're just we're getting a bit twisted, like, and you know, everyone's everyone's, uh, yeah. And then so the and then the 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 performances begin, and it's just like, like I say, it's 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 quite a surreal experience, like all these, all these, like yeah, just performance is the best word for it. It's not it's not necessarily music or a band, it's <laughs> it's a whole song and dance routine with like ribbons and all this shit man it's like it's it was it was amazing 
There's and flowers, then, there's lanterns, there's yeah, double dutch. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, skipping ropes and all this kind of stuff. Like, it's, it really is quite, quite incredible. And, um, Did you feel quite like, privileged to be one of the participating well, audience well, that's, that's, that's it, yeah. So, like, so eventually they start to ask people to get up on stage and perform with them, like, to join in the double dutch or, like, <laughs> or like uh, to, you know, be a part of whatever game they're playing. And so, obviously... Obviously, I went up and I think I was—I was skipping, right? Like, and you had to skip for as, as much as, as like as long as possible until you until you fucked it up, and then you were then then you were out. I think, and that was about, and obviously we'd had a lot to drink, and I wasn't very good at skipping. I mean, I'm not I'm not that light on my feet as it is, but we were up there like, and there's photos of us just just with the most ridiculous grins on our faces, yeah. just absolutely loving it. I will also say the crowd was very quiet. Except uh, for our table, yeah, we, we were losing we, our minds. We were like, anytime, yes. like, like our waitress got up there, we were yeah. like, "We know her." Anytime, like, clapping or chanting, I mean, were, the, were you the only foreigner? We know her. Yeah, we, I think I think we were the only foreign table. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, we know her. That's all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, we were gonna like rip the place what down. What are the odds? So that's our waitress. Yeah. What are the yeah? What are the odds? So um, yeah, so that that goes on, and eventually everything everything comes to an end, and uh, and, and uh, the bill was like a thousand dollars or something. And I, I don't know, I don't know. We just, I think we must have just drank most most of that because we were we were we were we were in a we were in a situation like uh, by the end. It's like, wait, so, this, this wasn't all you can drink. Yeah, are you, are yeah. You charging like, us for each this is not tapping yet. Um, so. Uh, so anyway, so we're like we're leaving the like I think we left the 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 restaurant and we were just hanging out and one of our friends uh, Mo, this German guy, went to the bathroom and he came back from the bathroom and he just made a friend like he just made like, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what he was doing in the bathroom or how, or how he really like because this this friend of his was like a sixty year old Chinese man who couldn't speak a word of English <laughs> or or German like uh, so I don't know Does I don't Mo speak Chinese. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he speaks enough. I think yeah. I, I, I don't think it really matters at, at that <laughs> point. Like, um, so Mo comes back and he says, "Oh, like, like, let's not go home yet. We've been invited into this like private function with this you know, with my new friend here, you know, Mister whatever his whatever his <laughs> name was." And so they they revealed this like almost hidden like secret room, like like a sliding door that you never would have noticed unless you knew it was there. Yeah. <laughs> They slide this door back, and there's this big, this big like private room with a the sort of like Chinese style round table, like um, and, and everyone. It's just full of like old Chinese men. There's a small like, stage, so they have yeah. Their own I was gonna say they don't have to see the show, but I guess they get a bar, like private. a stage yeah. and a bar, didn't it as well? Like, in there, wow. it, was, it was completely like so self, it's really self the private room. Yeah, it was super private. I reckon those guys were, were, were government. I mean, like if they were in the North Korean. Restaurant in the private room. I reckon they were they, they were connected somehow. Yeah. Like I mean, with with something. Like, Nobody goes there for the company part. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we were and they were quite. They were quite. I mean, they were older guys. I mean, like probably retired guys. All I think all of them, and certainly the ones that I remember. Oh, do you think so? Were, they were retired. I, the guy that. Well, I'll get to this part in a minute. The, okay. But the guy that grabbed my balls was definitely. Uh, <laughs> was definitely. Uh, was definitely uh, old. Like probably retired. Experience. So yeah. <laughs> So we um so we get in there and and it quickly becomes apparent that they weren't really interested in in Mo the guy who who had you know started the competition in the first place they were interested in the like four girl the four blonde girls that we had or like the, like the four western girls that we had at our table they were like I forgot who they were or like oh it's Christina yeah yeah so Christina's mm -hmm. blonde Logan's blonde yeah there was Elia as well 
And uh, they me, were like, not so much. Not yeah, so much. yeah, you maybe not I so just much. Snuck yeah, in just sort of snuck in. Yeah, like, are you one of the women? I was not invited. Yeah. Henry and I were yeah. not invited. Yeah, Henry, yeah. Like, um, so yeah, and we quickly realised they weren't really interested in like in us at all. They just wanted these these. And I think weren't they? They weren't the most respectful um, to uh, to Christina and to and to Logan. I, I, I can't remember what they said. It's probably best to ask them what they said. But it was like. They were expecting them to do things, I think, like uh, that they probably wouldn't have been expected to do normally. <laughs> I had not um, heard that. No, I, I don't know what it was. It was something like, you know, can, like dance for me or something or like, uh, or uh, I'm not sure what it was. Uh, I'll have to check. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, and then eventually, like, so we're, so we're in there just drinking and we're all, we're all hammered. Everyone in this is, 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 is just, is just yeah. wasted. They're just as bad as you. Yeah, they're, they're, if not worse. Because, <laughs> because this guy, like, the, I think it was the guy that Mo. Uh, befriended in the toilet, he just started grabbing my balls, like rubbing my balls, like uh, just, uh, like <laughs> just, uh, like, and I was like, "What are you? <laughs> what, what was the con? What are you, I mean, what are you? What are you doing, old man?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, this is very funny. You're an old Chinese man. This is very funny. Uh, please stop doing that." Like, uh, and he was like, "Ah, oh, okay, gambe." Like, and we just sort of like <laughs> drank some, just drank loads more. And then he did it again, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, that, yeah, that's funny. It's funny the first time we had a laugh. It, please stop doing that. Like a bit more, a bit more, yeah. a bit more firm the second time." And he was like, "Ah, oh, like gambe. Like we had some more, we drank some more, and it was all very funny." And the third time he did it, I, I was like, <laughs> "I was like, okay, that's enough." And I grabbed him by the throat, like, and I sort of like pushed him against the wall, and I was like, "Bear in mind, hammered. I'm not, I'm not yeah. a violent person." But he was grabbing my balls, and he did it several times, and I didn't really like him doing it. Quick so question. I, like, was that cop back in England? Did he grab your balls? No, 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 no. I see. I see what you did there. Um, Is that the true story behind why you fought a that's, cop? That's my. That's my. Uh, that's my. Um, it's your what, trigger. Like, that's my trigger. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Like, um, and so yeah, and it's Stop, and it's so. Don't. It's like, yeah, yeah, no. So I grabbed him by the throat and I pushed him against the wall, and then obviously everything got a little bit like sour for a yeah. for a few seconds there. Where, no, but nothing happened. Like there was no, I mean, there was no real danger. I don't think of uh, of um, anything kicking off. Yeah. But I think we suddenly realised what we were doing. Like uh, we were where we were, yeah. why we were there, who we were there with, and we were just like, this is ridiculous. Like we need to, we need to fucking go home. Yeah. I think I think somebody who who was in a better situation than me, probably Beryl, was like, we should just leave. We're like, the outsiders uh, here. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, I want to start a fist fight in North Korean restaurants with a Chinese government official. <laughs> yeah, or, exactly. Like, a retired, with like, questionable like, with, private party like, with, with Hu Jintao or something. You know, <laughs> oh my like, god. Um, so uh, yeah, so so we sort of started to leave. Well, me and this guy who we went outside. Me and this old man. I don't know. I'm not sure how we ended up outside, but. We weren't happy with each other at all, like, and then apparently, two minutes later, we came back in and he was carrying me in his arms, like, this man had just, we'd, somehow we'd gone from fighting two minutes later to being the best friends, the best of friends again, and he, and he sort of, apparently he slid the door back over and he just carried me over the threshold, like, in his arms, and like, he was quite a small guy, I mean, like, and, and he just picked me up and we just, and then I guess we were all friends again after that, but I think we sort of realised, yeah, this is probably about time we, uh, we got out of here. It was like all this is. It's like eight thirty p.m. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's like we should probably, you know, move on. Like, we had plans to go to KTV. I yeah. think, didn't we? Didn't yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Which never happened. Which never, but which never happened. So. Mo still seemed quite aggressive when we were leaving. Yeah. Well, I think it was because it was Mo. Like Mo, it was Mo's fault. We were in there, 
And I think he realised what he'd actually done was put us all in, a, in a, a slightly dangerous position, maybe, that we that we, we were completely out of control then. Like, mm-hmm. we, we were not in control of the situation at all. Um, and it's obviously his girlfriend was there, and I think he felt like he'd fucked up a little bit. So he, was, he wasn't very happy. So we got an attack. Well, actually, though, because I think in the end they, they might have asked us to leave, did they? Like, because we were, like, we were... I've forgotten what we were doing afterwards, but we were trying to get... Ta- like, we didn't get kicked out exactly, but I mm-hmm. think it was suggested that we yeah. might want to take ourselves elsewhere. Outside, yeah. Like, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then we got into a taxi, and uh, and like, me and, and Mo and his girlfriend, Elliot, got, into, got in one taxi, and Beryl was like, just going to come and get in a taxi with us. And Mo, for some reason, was just like, No! You're like, what, like, I'm not sure what he said to you, but it was I, like, like, you can't... He didn't cheat. say to me. Oh, no. He didn't say to me, because I, I was trying to figure in out who was shot, going where, that. and we were sort of going in the same direction. Mo starts yelling to his girlfriend, I'm not getting in a car with her, I don't want to take a taxi with her. And I was like, cool, I definitely don't want to be in a taxi with you right <laughs> yeah. now. He just thought you were one of the, like, the North Korean agents. Like, At that point, he'd also forgotten. It's actually quite out of character. I should say that it's that's not the typical behavior that I'd expect at all from, from Mo. He's not like that. Not like that at all. So I don't know what... I, had, I mean, we were, we were just wrecked. Like, and... And uh, uh, we were so wrecked that, like, we got into a taxi. We didn't even know, like, where we were going. We were, and, it, and it's basically... It's still, like, 9 p.m. And, yeah. like, like, it's not late. And, like, we stopped with some lights in in Lujad's way, and Mo just is like, I have to get out of this taxi. And he just gets out. He just gets out of the taxi, like, and just walks off, leaves the taxi door open, like, uh, and just walks off into the, into the middle of the financial center of, of, of Shanghai, leaving me and his girlfriend. We're still over in Pudong? We're still in Pudong at the point, yeah. We're, like, we're in Lujad's way. And, um, and, he, uh, and he just walked off, like, door open, girlfriend in the back seat. <laughs> Walked off. I didn't see him again that night. Like, um, and I was, and I was, and I, I tried to convince Elliot that it was all fine. Like, you know, it was like, yeah, you know, just let him go. He'll be, he'll be fine. Just like, I, what? I can't, I can't just let. Where is he? What's he gonna do? Like, again, to reiterate, like, Pudong is like across the water. It's almost like a whole separate neighborhood city that's like its own. Especially at night, it like cuts it off. It may as well be the other side of the world. Yeah, like, it's another it's, city. Yeah, um, and. Uh, so Elliot also got out, got out of the taxi to go find him, and that's just left me in, in there by myself. And I had to like, I didn't have any money, like I didn't have any money left because we'd spent it all at the North Korean restaurant, getting hammered on soju and fucking toxic beer. And um, and yeah, like uh, so I had to like get her to come back so she could give me some money so that I could pay for the taxi because I didn't have any money left. And um, I got home. I think I threw up like uh, fairly. <laughs> Did you take the cab the rest of the way? Yeah, I took the, t- 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 the cab home. Got home, and it was so early. My housemate hadn't even gone out. Yet. <laughs> like we'd done, we'd done all this, and it was like it wasn't even yet nine nine thirty at night. Like my housemate was getting ready to go out, yeah. and I got home and was just like, like, like and I reached my like, hand back. It's just covered in blood. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, I got stuck. Yeah, stabbed by. Well, I didn't get stabbed by North Korean. But, I also, um, to this day, no, like, Mo has always been embarrassed yeah. of his behavior that night. And, like, I did not even remember it when he brought it up. But he's been so bashful. Yeah, because it's quite out of character. And to be honest, I mean, what he said was ri- ridiculously irrational. Like, uh, so I think he owed you an apology. No, but, I think he did me a uh, favor. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe, yeah, actually, maybe. Yeah, you'd have been stuck with me. Like, just, <laughs> just, just, just you and I stuck in this taxi, not to go into KTV where everyone else went. <laughs> 
I could not. I could not have gone to KTV. Some people still went. <laughs> yeah. Who, like, didn't didn't you go to? K- I have no. I have no. <laughs> I was like, no. I, I don't think anybody. Henry and Christina, I think, went to KTV. I don't know how they did it. Wow. Like, like. Oh my so. God! Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And then <laughs> Henry and Christina were like so high. They oh, were right. so high. They could barely sing. <laughs> like Henry was like outside the room for ha- for I most of it. out some of these names. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Sorry, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Henry, like, Henry's, like, Henry's a smack addict. Like I just uh, remember it was like walking into it. I was just like, we don't, we don't have to do this. Like everyone is, I mean, you know, like more than halfway gone. I was like, that wasn't even halfway. All right, like, like if you're in, I'm in. <laughs> in terms of gone, like what's so? If you were halfway gone, what's more than completely gone? <laughs> like it's just like you're like you're just a hundred and fifty percent. Well, gone, I was right? not. Being, I, I mean, again, I was not like, being given alcohol by these by our new friends. Because, because I'm, uh, another, asking, another type, another asking, type. You're not as asking, exotic as no, the other ladies. They were asking for you to give them alcohol. You yeah, know, like, basically. Bring, so, it a, bring it on a tray. So, like, uh, I was, um, I mean, I was at least conscious enough to be like, we should still go to KTV, right? <laughs> I guess. But it was like, I mean, it was the four of us. I've definitely, as we mentioned, gone to KTV with less than four people. But, I mean, uh, it was like, n- you know, barely to, conscious. I hate to think what I would have done if I'd gone to that KTV in that in that state. Like, <laughs> and the fact that it was so early made it so funny. Like, oh. it, like it felt like a, <laughs> like a four a.m. night, but it was a nine p.m. night. Like, it was just madness. Like, absolute madness. All right. So yeah, that's, that's the North, that's the North Korean story. I think we'll wrap it up. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me.